Hello, I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. Today, I am continuing my mini-series on Italian weddings. Last week, I talked about classic Italian traditions in weddings, things that were very common in the 20th century, a little less common now. Make sure you go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already, because it is fun and some of the things will come up in this episode as well. So today I'm going to talk more about my own wedding and specifically things that are very traditional in Italian weddings, but you're not going to find in American weddings and vice versa and how an American bride and an Italian groom can come together and have a successful wedding and sort of keep both sides of the family content. It really wasn't as as hard as all that, but I mean, the word bridezilla does not exist for no reason. You know, most brides when they're planning their wedding have pretty particular ideas about how they want things to go, how they want things to look. And when you're not in your own country and the things that you really want seem wildly unacceptable to your in-laws, things can come up. The very first thing that came to mind when I started thinking about this was the color black. Now, in the United States, as everywhere, black is a very elegant, very formal color and a very sophisticated color. And it is translated into weddings. And so lots of American weddings, at least in the past 20 years, have black elements in them. Black might be the color that the bridesmaids wear just to make it more elegant, or there might be black accents. Now, while I did not have my bridesmaids wear black, I did really want to have black envelopes for the wedding invitations. I had seen this on many wedding blogs, and black envelopes with gold calligraphy was just about the most gorgeous thing that I had ever seen. And I fell in love with this idea. And I went with it and I ordered, uh, I actually made my own invitations. You know, I ordered the black envelopes and I was doing the calligraphy myself. And (laughs) Claudio sort of stopped me as he was watching me work on this and said, what are those black envelopes? (laughs) And I said, yes. And he said, "You, you can't, you can't send black envelopes. Italians will think there's a funeral. <laughs> They'll think someone has died. You cannot send a black envelope. And it really is true that in Italy, they don't exist. You cannot, I mean, beyond like making a black envelope yourself, I don't think you could find black envelopes to buy. Envelopes for deaths, uh, things like that, they will, they will generally be cream, but they will have a black uh, stripe on one of the corners to let you know it's an announcement of a death or something like that. But the black envelope, he said, if you send, if my grandmother receives a black envelope in the mail, she's going to think someone died. (laughs) So what ended up happening was I ordered cream colored envelopes for all of the Italian guests. And I ordered the black envelopes for all of the American guests and other guests in other countries. That was one of the first compromises that had to be made. And luckily it was, you know, it was a true compromise. I got my way with my guests quote unquote, my guests, he got his way with his guests. And, but the black issue came up again. Now, black was not technically one of my bridal colors. I would say they were sort of all shades of pink from pale pink to fuchsia and gold, but there were black accents in there. And I think, you know, I think black and pink look, look very beautiful together. And 
I basically created all of the paper products for the wedding. And one of the things that I created were, of course, the table cards. And our wedding theme, our very loose wedding theme, was art in Rome, because that's kind of what brought us together. And so all of the tables were, each table was dedicated to a, a famous work of art in Rome. And so I found um, postcards of each of these works of art, and I, I glued them onto black cardstock with gold edging. And they looked very elegant. I had little gold stands to hold them up on, and, and I'd written in that same gold ink on the card the name of the work and where it could be found. And I gave these to my wedding planner a couple days before the wedding, and she set everything up for me. And I kid you not, while I was getting my makeup done, I mean, we're talking about less than an hour before the wedding, I was not in the mood to hear about any of this kind of minute detail of my wedding. To me, I had planned everything. Everything just needed to be out of my hands at that point. And my wedding planner calls me and she's so, she sounded so stressed out. And I thought, oh my God, what happened? You know, like the, the band is missing or, you know, some, some horrible thing like the caterer canceled. Um, she says, Tiffany, I, I just set up all of the uh, table cards on all of the tables and I have to tell you, it looks, and the word she used was funerale. It looks like a funeral. <laughs> and I just remember my extremely swift reaction. I said, keep the table cards. I like them. Goodbye. <laughs> she said, okay. All right. <laughs> I can't, I mean, I can't even believe that, um, that she would call me about that. But uh, otherwise, she was, she was a good wedding planner. But that was, you know, that was her Italian side showing. Anything that's black, apparently, is too funeral, funerale for an Italian wedding. And also the color purple. The color purple apparently is an absolute no-go for Italian weddings. I did not know this either. I knew that purple was considered an unlucky color, uh, especially dark purple. I think that the reason for this is because it's the color that priests wear during funeral masses, something like that. It's kind of like the color of death in Italy. And uh, I, you know, I had originally wanted to get married in April. And the reason, the main reason, the number one reason I wanted to get married in April was because I wanted to have wisteria as my wedding flower. And if you've ever seen wisteria in Rome, you will know why. It's lavender, not technically purple. But when I told my wedding planner this, again, she just looked at me and she like exchanged this glance with my, <laughs> my husband, my then future husband, being like, oh my God, thank God the church wasn't available until May. So in the end, my colors were pink, but I really wanted originally to have purple, dark purple and lavender be my wedding colors. I don't even want to think what the Italian guests would have thought of that. Now, a few differences between American and Italian weddings. One is that in my personal opinion, Italian wedding cakes are disgusting. <laughs> they are, first of all, they're not very tall. They're hugely wide though. They're like these gigantic round squat wide things full of nothing but whipped cream. They're solid cream. They have some millefeuille in there, uh, which is kind of like um, very, very light pastry, like layers and layers of pastry, but it's extremely light and it doesn't really have any substance to it. And it's just filled with Chantilly cream. That's all it is. And then it's frosted. That is all Italian cakes are. It's like you take a bite of it and there's nothing there. There's nothing to it. It's just sugar. 
Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm not. Everybody, every single non-Italian person I've talked to says that Italian wedding cake is disgusting. I insisted on having an American wedding cake. One of my good friends made cakes at that time at a professional level. And I, I remember telling the caterers, no, 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 you don't need to make me a cake. I have my own cake. And they looked at me just dubiously like, you know, what is she going to you know, show up with a tiny little two-tiered cake? But my friend was not kidding around, and she made me the most amazing seven-layer cake, unbelievably gorgeous. I will try to post a photo of that in the, the same day that this goes to air on our Instagram stories. And it was amazing, and it was chocolate. Oh, here's another little thing, another little thing where Italian and American traditions went wrong. As those of you who are listening from the United States know, in the United States, it is very traditional that the top layer of the cake, which is usually a small layer, is preserved and frozen, and the couple generally eat it on their one-year one wedding anniversary. I had my friend particularly make a certain type of cake for the top level that I really love. I think it was red velvet. You know, there were a couple of layers of the cake that were false, as usually there are, if you want a big wedding cake. The caterers knew which cakes to cut into and which cakes not to. And of course, as I requested, the top tier was not touched and it was put into a box and refrigerated. We slept at the, um, at the reception location because it was also a hotel. And the next morning, as I was, you know, gathering my things up and, you know, lots of people came, my in-laws and my, my mother, they came to the, to the location to sort of, you know, help us out and see us off. Not that we were going anywhere because we stayed in Rome for the next week. But I had the cake in my hands in a big box and I gave it to my father-in-law. And I probably didn't explain to him exactly what he needed to do with it. I should have explained. <laughs> but I just assumed he would take it home and they have a very big freezer and they would just freeze it for me or at least put it in the fridge <laughs> my father-in-law sent it down with his brother to Salerno to his to his mother <laughs> as a gift um, because she wasn't able to make it to the wedding he sent my top tier of my wedding cake to his mother <laughs> and Italians hate American cake so she probably didn't even eat it I was crushed I was crushed, but not so crushed as I was when I discovered that my mother-in-law threw my wedding bouquet away. <laughs> I gave it to her for safekeeping the night of the wedding, and there was a silk flower in it that I had ordered off of Etsy that had a photograph of my husband in the middle, and she threw that away too because she didn't realize it was not a real flower. But, you know, I digress. I'm not going to dredge up all of those, um, those negative things because the wedding was a dream. It truly was. But, you know, occasionally there are these things. I mean, if you were to give in the United States your wedding bouquet to your mother-in-law after the wedding, she would know that she was supposed to dry it, <laughs> hang it upside down so that you could keep it. <sighs> Alas, that did not happen. Um, in Italian weddings, food is a huge deal. You could say in all weddings, food is a huge deal. But no, in Italian weddings, it's a huger deal. In, in, in a typical American wedding, I mean, it's the, the sort of the debate. Do we have a sit-down dinner or lunch or do we have a buffet? And a lot of people opt for a buffet if they're trying to save money. In an Italian wedding, you get it all. You get the finger foods. You know, the very first uh, thing that happens uh, at the beginning of a reception is the waiters are handing out little canapé. And those can be, you know, those can be significant and usually some Prosecco, then you have your buffet. And a lot of times, if there are American guests at an Italian wedding, they just naturally assume that the buffet is the meal. 
you know, we had our buffet, we had our um, aperitivo finger foods on the rooftop terrace of the location, and then we had the buffet in this beautiful cloister inside, because it was originally a monastery, the, the location we got married, which was um, Hotel Donna Camilla Savelli, if you're interested. It's a beautiful place if you're looking for somewhere to get married in Rome. And in the uh, courtyard, in the cloister, there were lots of little tables spread around so you could sit down and eat. And I think a lot of the American guests thought, okay, this is the meal. Let me just, you know, chow down. But the truth was there was a full dinner after that, a sit-down dinner inside with several courses. Now, Claudio and I decided not just for um, to save money, but we really, we did not want to have one of those wedding dinners that lasts seven hours. I've been to an Italian wedding, the one I um, described in the last mini episode that I went to shortly before I moved to Rome, where they had one of these 12 course meals. And I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say 12 courses. I remember at that wedding, I wrote down in my diary the night after the wedding, everything that we ate there, because it was so unbelievable to me coming from outside of the culture that you would have that much food, that you would have a meal that lasted from about 3 p.m. until about 10 p.m. Literally, that's how long you're sitting at the table. You might get up and you might move around. You might move to a different room. But basically, from 3 to, to, to 9 or 10 p.m. is all about eating. I just didn't want that. I didn't want I didn't want to be stuck sitting down inside all of that time, and neither did I want my guests to be. So we had, I believe, a four-course meal, which is, um, you know, which is not – it's becoming more and more common to, to have a smaller meal. But it was uh, – it was so good. And I did eat on my wedding. I know a lot of brides say they don't eat, but I definitely ate on my wedding. And then after that, there was like the desserts that happened back in the courtyard. So it was a big part. Food was a big part of it. But in my particular wedding, not quite as much. That's all we have time for today. When recording this episode, I didn't realize how much I had to say about the differences between Italian and American weddings and my own experiences with them. So we are going to continue this talk next week. So be sure to join us for our next bittersweet moment where I will continue the funny and sometimes ridiculous stories of trying to organize an American wedding in Italy. Thanks so much for listening. Join us again. Bye.